Hi, everyone, and thank you for joining us. I'm here with Nathan from Cold War Kids. Hi, and thank you. Hi, thank you. How did, how did that feel? Because you haven't performed in front of anybody, anything, in quite some time. Granted, we go back, oh, oh, way back, but how was that for you? So fun. We just rehearsed for, like, a lot of weeks getting ready to go on this Kings Leon tour, so we're, like, we are more, like, primed and in shape and ready to go than we've ever been and we have so many songs and we have so many like kind of like even little medley moments all kinds of things we've never done before so it's it's it feels good it feels normal-ish normal-ish um speaking of normal-ish so i've we've known each other for so long you've you've been family for so long we knew each other i'd like to say in the old world and here we are in the new worlds you know we could sit here and talk about how crazy the, the life is but i think we can also look at it like it's a privilege that now we know two sides of life, like what was and what is. And with that said, you've been in a band now for 15 plus years. Did it ever start to feel like a job if you look at it through the lens of before this, this world got crazy? Yeah, I think so. I mean, my, like, we we're lucky. Moss and I, especially, like, we were, I think, 25 when we started touring, and we had had jobs, and, and we had, like, we had graduated college together. So I, I think we had this sense of, like, you know, being all in with the band and touring. It was, like, it, it was that thing where we had friends that were, like, oh, it's, you know, playing music is not a job. It, it, and it became, I went the opposite way with it, where I was like, it's, it's the hardest job you could ever have. You have to be so all in on it. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think I, I've thought that way for a long time. I will say that even my, there was a point during this, during COVID like months ago where my, I was talking to my mom on the phone and she was like, do you think it's time to start maybe trying to look for other like work? And I was like, what? Like, <laughs> this is, this is, you know, like, and, but that, that kind of sense that like, is it ever gonna like? Is it ever gonna change? Is it ever gonna open up? And like, I mean, everybody's <laughs> different jobs really that different, but like, uh, yeah. I mean, it got it got a little like bleak um, for a while there, but like, I think I always, um, you know, w we knew that we'd have our moment, and and I, for me, it was a lot of just like trying to embrace the moment that we we're in. For me, I have three kids at home, wow. so like trying to treat that like I always kind of thought like will there ever be a time where I just take like a year off and just yeah. be home and so I tried to really just embrace it for what it is take take the take the silver lining of it and um and we were in the studio a ton and we wrote and recorded a ton of music so I'm like it's all good I was thinking, I think about like the artists all the time and how you went from touring, touring, recording and doing your thing to all of a sudden you had to be human, let's say, like one of us and you had to be home and maybe do dishes and laundry or whatever. And that is, was that humbling at all or was it like a nice change of pace? I think both. Yeah. I think like it's, yeah, it definitely is true that it was like, uh, yeah, because little things like we have. A crew, an amazing crew of people that do so much for us and like strictly for all the you know protocols like you can't have as many people around you have to do things yourself and I, I think there was something very necessary about that for me it felt like a little bit like going back into the studio and just trying to find what feels good and, and like kind of for me this music that 
is even after New Age Norms 3 that we're working on. It's just like, you know, the uh, kind of a sense that like, um, we don't, there's, we don't know what this music is for and, and it's like, it's not going to come out anytime soon, but we're in this season of life that is unpredictable and just like try to keep your head down and keep working. Let's talk about New Age Norms because my goodness, first of all, what gave you, like, when did you decide, hey, it's a great idea to do a trilogy because that is an ambi- like that's ambitious. You know, because yeah. it takes a lot of follow through and whatnot. Um, did you have it all planned out the second that you put out number one? Did you know what you wanted it to look like? Not at all. Oh, cool. I, I, I knew like that this was so. Let's see. Now, like I guess two and a half years ago, maybe that kind of had the idea. We had done the LA Divine record and. Just felt like a new season. We, we were a, a new label, AWOL. Like, um, but also just like a sense of we need to. There's a few things. I, I loved the. This was the summer that we were on tour that Kanye had put out all these different eight song records that were like, um, Kidsy Ghost and his own record and Tiana Taylor and Pusha T. Who have a T-shirt right now? Nice. Um, but uh, I just loved that size of record and the idea of like volumes and. Um, and doing them with different producers. So those became like the parameters for it. And New Age Norms 1 we did with Lars Stauffers, who we've worked with a ton before. New Age Norms 2, which we finished like kind of right at the beginning of lockdown, right at right as lockdown was yeah. happening. We finished, finished, like, you know, in that time. Uh, we did with uh, producer Sean Everett. And that was a totally different experience and a totally different sonically record. And, um, and really happy with that. Um, I want to talk about New Age. Like, I think we should give it some space because New So New Age Norms one happened and you got to tour with it and you got to play right. it front to back, right? So it had its moment. New Age Norms 2 came out August 2020 and most people, you know, it's not that they weren't connected to music, but people were very preoccupied, preoccupied trying to survive whatever yes. was happening <laughs> in the world. And I, I had read that you said it was your best record before I heard it. And I was like, this guy, like, what was, have, has he told the others? Because um, you have really solid records. And then I finally heard it. And Nathan, it truly is freaking phenomenal. Thank you. It's, it's, I'm not shocked because you're incredible musicians and you have your own sound. You're soulful and, and, and thoughtful, like all kinds of incredible things but there's something different about this record even the way you sing is larger than life so i want i want you to tell me whatever you can about new age norms too because it's i think my favorite record um that i've heard in a long time i would say top three for sure cool yeah that's great thank you um yeah okay new age norms too this is now yeah uh it's crazy that it came out last year um i mean and i, I think even as we were releasing it we knew this is probably gonna fly under everyone's radar and there's you know two ways to look at it It could be like this is you know we should wait which i know would have been a bad idea um because it wouldn't have made all this you know wouldn't have worked finished the third one um but uh yeah i think sonically a lot it's like uh this dude producer sean everett he's he was simultaneously working on this like a, a Julian Casablanca's Void record and a War on Drugs record and a Killers record and we were just like hustling, hustling, getting um, our record done. But we had just a very like special connection with him um, with 
just like kind of a, a there's a certain like aesthetic of kind of like a little Manchester 80s dancey music that we were listening to and really leaned into with this that was very different than other stuff we've done um ceiling fan surprised me yeah yeah ceiling there's fan a lot more got me. almost weird cl- there's so much music that we listen to on tour uh, you know the range is crazy from you know just whatever old blues and reggae to to like you know th- specifically this scene of like stone roses type of like from Bauhaus uh, like a lot of things that are very you know coming back in right now that we've always loved that kind of felt more like leaning into a, a darker weirder space um, and just not trying to clean it up you know and I, I think like that's the record we got I think there was something really about like allowing the experience to be the record that we get and that's um, yeah it's a special one I'm really proud of it's that. a really special one and not being able to tour for it I, I, I would feel frustrated I would have loved yeah. to hear that front to back like with number one how do you think you're gonna because I really do think like listen you don't have to listen to me but I really think it deserves its moment it's that epic will you sew in some of the songs when you're touring for number three is it gonna be like a best of like do you feel like it's had its proper moment no not it's at that all. good that I want to <laughs> keep talking about it because I yeah. just I really do think it's such a rock solid record yeah um no it definitely didn't get its moment and I and Again, it's like it's almost like a mentality to uh, I don't know, like I think sometimes like maybe like an athlete or something, there's something about like like, you know, working really hard and training, you go and like strike out in a game or something like you can't think too much about what you wish yeah. would have happened. And yeah. I think um, in order to move forward yeah. and like yeah. a lot of the artists we love, like I I love Bob Dylan he has put so many records out and the time that he's touring the record he put out, he's already probably mostly done with the next one. It makes for a way less interesting like interview, I think in a way to <laughs> art, to have moved on past something when yeah. you should be talking about it. But it also, um, yeah, it's, it's hard for me to, I guess I just, always, I have this like belief that, um, focusing in on that thing as it's happening and then moving past it is, um, I really hope people get to dive into it and appreciate it for what it is. Um, and but it, it, the great thing is music. It's like it's the it w- it will be whatever it is. It will yeah. you know it is It'll what it is. Like you. there's nothing. Yeah, it will find you. And, It'll and like find you. your enthusiasm for it, like will. Peak other uh, people's reach, curiosity yeah, if you yeah. haven't heard it. So at least I've done my part because I really do believe like yeah. it's magnificent. I love that. I love that. It's to magnificent. It's... So I wanted to honor that. Yeah. Um, and now I want to talk about your getting back on the road. And I just watched your YouTube like mini documentary about life on the road. And there's one part that you start talking about how you're in a room full of people. And sometimes you kind of you space out because a song will come to you. Do you think now, because you've been off the road so long, you're just going to be so ever-present because you missed it for so long? Uh, you're just going to be so in the moment. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I mean, I, I thought a lot about, like, how is it going to be different? Um, and, yeah, I wonder. Um, I do think I'll probably generally be more present, but also, like, you know, I don't know. I have, I get... Uh, it's a funny job to choose for somebody who like I get 
I will definitely get anxiety around large groups of people for a long time. <laughs> like I'm will. an introvert. I get recharged by being by myself. If I could literally like, you know, leave a party for one minute and come back, like I'd be a different person. I'm like recharged and I yeah. can engage, but I'm like a one-on-one person. Yeah. So, um, so I, but at the same time, like I love the chaos of tour. I love being in a room full of people like yelling and spilling beer and, you know, like, and talking about everything happening in the world, talking about like the new record that came out today, the new movie they saw last night, the, da, 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 the friends that are doing all the thing. in pockets. I love you it. can hear I a little bit of everything. That. Like yeah. I love that energy because it's, it's very intense. And it also is like, I mean, to not feel that for like a year and a half where it's like, um, uh, because everything, like so much of who I am comes from that energy. That's what a band is. You yeah. know, when you have like people, like this guy's talking about, you know, this record that came out and it drives me nuts because I know he loves it and I hate it, but I'm, you know, whatever <laughs> it is, like it's just, there's always something going and there's always something to react to. Um so to have this year and, and to not have that, it's crazy. So I, I mean, I definitely appreciate it more than ever. I can only speak for, from a fan's point of view, but not having those, those primitive moments where I can just stand in a room and scream songs out and have that release, missing that source has, it's, it's been crippling, but do you still feel the same way after all these years when you see the audience sing back to you? Does that still affect you? Because I... Well, I think being even in the this year for me, like I, it's definitely a reset yeah. for me. Like I'm going to feel differently about that now, less likely to move on to the next thing or like, how was that show? Let's get in the bus and go, you know, it's, but it's more of a sense of like, definitely just appreciation. And, um, yeah, it's different. Like I was, we were talking, um, there's, uh, like Lollapalooza. I'm watching it. Um, and like, there's something, you know, we're always like uh, irreverent to the familiar, you know, like when you're always in a venue, always at a festival, like sure there's artists that you love, but I'm not trying to go see everybody. I'm not trying to like, uh, like, you know, be everything to everyone. Like yeah, I got to stay sane. I got to do my thing. But, um, but like how, how like, it was almost like a, this innocent feeling of watching like Lollapuzza and be like damn, damn. I love this this is like my home and like yeah. I didn't feel like that really before I would feel more like I love performing but you know like the culture of everything that comes with it it's it's so all-consuming that like um you know I need like a little protection from it but now I'm like yeah I just I, it's interesting for me to go like Oh, I, I want that. That is like where I belong. So it's cool. What is the driving force between New Age Norms 3? Um, it was a lot of, let's see. So that was truly in the season of COVID, you know, yes. like really, um, really in the, um, it's funny, like for people that sort of made like COVID records that were like low key and, I don't know, more uh, leaning in to the feeling of being alone and all that. I was like, I hate that. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want to, I want to create a sound and a feeling that, you know, is is the best Cold War Kids record. I don't, I don't really want to like uh, 
dwell on isolation and just all that stuff, you know, like I, I didn't feel that. I, and so I, I feel like leaning into making the best songs that we could and having, you know, us be present, of course, it's like so much work to get everybody there and everybody has questions about what's appropriate and what's, you know, and it's all necessary and good, uh, but exhausting. And um, so the fact that we got to finish, uh, I mean, finish the next batch new age norms three eight more songs that is now coming out this single what you say like you it all came from that space yeah we accomplished a lot you accomplished what you just said you wanted to kind of open it up because i did notice even my friends were making playlists that were all songs about being alone and not being able to breathe i'm like i can't do that anymore yeah. Yeah. and i heard what you say my friend our music director actually played it for me in the studio and i was like it felt like an open window. It yeah. felt like somebody opened the window awesome and joy. let the air in. And yeah. it just, it feels so good. It's like a modern day. I don't, I don't want to call it a disco. I don't know what it is, but it makes me so happy. Great. So you, <laughs> so you accomplished that. Good. And um, I can't wait to hear the record. What did you do to make contact with your fans during this time? Uh, for a while there, I was doing a lot of uh, just like acoustic things in my space at home playing. Like, I think I was very overwhelmed by like, we have a, our fan Zoe, who is shout out to Zoe, super fan. She at one point, when I was doing these like IG live things, being really janky about it, where you know just go live when I felt it, set set the thing up. My phone's maybe falling down, and people are trying light, to read yeah. people's, and they're like requesting old songs that I haven't even thought of for ten years, and um and and really just trying to run with it in this way that. It was it was definitely different and, and, and like kind of uncomfortable, but like, who cares? You know, like this feeling that was the, the thing to me the about all this that was like being. Uh, I felt more comfortable being sort of like transparent about like, if, even for myself. There's something by living in the moment all the time and like, we have nine records. We've been doing this for 15 years. Yeah. All these realities definitely hit me more than ever. And people talking about songs that I'm like, and and really, you know, being able to reflect a little more on like what was happening then, you know, uh, what that song is about or whatever, um, and trying to play some of it. So what it became was that I, you know, I'd play something and get to the second verse and be like, and so, uh, it, you know, faking it and then asking somebody on Instagram like can somebody holler this Somebody. line at me? And then somebody, no, no, no. And it was like, it was fun. But then Zoe made this whole book of like, of all my lyrics of like, you oh, know, wow. all the records and, and all these EPs we've done. And then even like all the, a separate book of all these covers we've done. And that, it, it was weird seeing that thick paper was like, whoa, like I'm a songwriter. I've been writing these songs mm -hmm. forever. There's so many of them. It's crazy. Like, I don't think of myself that way because I think if I did, it would be too... Well, no, and you're, you're in it. You're the creator. Like, it's, God, it's such an interesting thing what different experiences we have. You're creating that, and like, we're so hungry for your lyrics. Like, some of your lyrics help us navigate our lives. Doesn't that, isn't that blow your mind? Totally. <laughs> it's, been some, it's, it's very special. And then there's people cool. like Zoe who dedicate, like she dedicates all this extra time because of how much the things that you're just writing and not even thinking about, you're just writing. She dedicates all of this time because your writing means that much yeah. to somebody in the world. And there's thousands of Zoe's. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's so pretty cool. mind blowing. If you think about it is, it, it is. And it's, and it's, it, it is more special now 
to me than it was before, I think, because of, of this time and having the distance from it. And, like, um, you know, every band guy is, like, I don't know. It's Music is funny. Rock and roll music. Like, you want to be cool. You want to be, like, distant, you know. Like, no, you don't want to be too eager to sort of, like, yeah. um, connect in that way. But I guess there's there is... Uh, and of course the next a younger generation that's all they've ever known is connecting in that way with their fans all the time being so plugged in um, so it's definitely a huge luxury to be what we are where we sort of like um, whether that means just like made it we've made it I have a, I, I, I'm I have all that I need to keep writing songs and feeling my feelings and get and connect you know, like play them and perform them and, and have people you know relate to them like that's all i need so it, to to have to it, it's it is like a luxury but also like a responsibility in a way knowing like taking the time like it's almost like taking a compliment how somebody like yeah you can you can let that bounce off of you and go like Oh, thanks. Cool. You know, and or you can sit with it for a second. Yeah, you sit with it for yeah. a second, which feels like a little weird. Feels it, totally it's different. weird. Yeah, it feels so totally weird. It feels like maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but no, I, I think we should take yeah. a compliment. I think at this point, it's safe to say that you can call your mom and be like, "We're good." Yeah, I'm good, mom. We don't have to worry about it. Right. So um, I'll give you a number. You can tell her later. I will. On that note, I will. It. You've got a huge tour coming up with Kings of Leon. We'll we'll get you here in September at the Forum, which yeah, I think I've decided through quarantine, it's my favorite venue in all of Los Angeles. Um, and then you've got the new record coming out, and you're hitting the road. So, yeah, you're on the you're on the path back to normal, as they say. Yeah. And also, last thing I want to say is you um, you you guys are effortless. The soul and the energy that you bring to every room, every song, it's effortless, for whatever that's worth. I'm happy to hear that. Okay. I like it. Yeah, that's how I want to be. Um, Thank All you. Right. Nathan, thank you very much for joining us. I'm Nicole Alvarez, Cold War Kids, and this is Nathan. Thank you so much. Thank you.